two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Glad, glad, glad you're here. Happy Balls McWednesday. Ah, I got another scrimmage on Saturday, man. I One of these, one of these times we're going to sneak around and see it. Sneaky, sneak. The one the next Saturday everybody gets to see. Yeah, I know. I was pleased. I know we were talking at the end of the uh, hour there about what would happen, what transpired, where we're at, why yesterday's practice uh, setback in terms of intensity and focus, at least according to Coach Norvell. He was, just to clarify, if, if anybody didn't watch the video footage on warchant.com, he wasn't incensed. He doesn't, you know, it's funny. He doesn't do as much of the uh, message sending with, with volatility and or... Uh, inference the way that uh, Jimbo did. Um, drama? Yeah. Contrived yeah, drama? Yeah, You, you right, can right. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Contrived drama. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't do that. I, I'm appreciative of that. Well, Although I liked both because it made me laugh. He believes being consistent every day because it'll be more credible to the players. That's clearly his philosophy is I'm going to do as I say and you can know what to expect out of me mm-hmm. each day mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to build out of you. Something did show up yesterday. I put it in my notes, in fact, uh, and I, I wanted to I wanted to point this out because this is the positive. Uh, I thought it was fascinating that he talked about the young guys glowingly. Amidst all of this, there was talk of how good Bishop Thomas has played. Daniel Lyons continues to make an impact every day, every day, and he he that's true. And Hester looks really good as a freshman. Okay, so Daniel Lyons yesterday against a higher-profile named player mm-hmm. on the offensive line had one hell of a rep that I thought, oh, well. Yeah, So even if he gets elevated for a sequence or two, this looks good. And I thought in general yesterday the big stars were uh, Robert Cooper. Well, it's every day. He's a stud. He goes where he wants, basically. I want to point this out. We're making – I'm glad you brought this up, Tom. I've seen all but whatever two practices. I'm telling you, Cooper dominates. I when he wants to, if he's decided this is a rep that matters, this is something where I need to whoop a little ass, or the you know, nobody on this team can block him. Nobody on this team. Now there'll be people in the conference who can. Nobody on this offensive line can block Robert Cooper. Period. When he, when he decides to get that locomotive moving, you're, that's your ass. And Lovett flashes, and Lovett has dominant periods, too. Dominant oh, periods. He's a good player. But, They're great up the middle. They're going to be very, very good there. But Cooper, it was different Ooh. yesterday. That was, whoa, man. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. You know, it's funny that you bring it up because you were really focused yesterday on the interior of the uh, defense and offensive Yeah, the whole lines. of the defensive yeah. line yesterday. So, one thing to point out, I... I uh, it was the week before, maybe the week, whatever it was, before we broke for spring break. There was a day where I was watching Norvell coach him up, and even though they weren't live scrimmage like seven, none of that, the drills, he was so violent and so fast. And you could just see, I think he really realizes uh, there's no, this is it, man. If I'm going to the league, if I got any chance, he's going to have to put together great tape this year. And I just think he's going to go get it. He's getting after it. I think he's going to be a problem for everybody we face. Cooper's going to be a name you hear often and that we are going to celebrate. Yeah, he's uh, the the biggest star from yesterday. I thought Micah Pittman had another good day. From the times I ventured over uh, from one half of the field to the other, he made a couple of flash plays again. He made another contested catch, uh, back shoulder, um, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, that was a Tate throw, was it, it was. not? Yeah, it was yeah, another it was. Tate throw. Well, 
Tate, uh, well, the Rotomaker comes from he's, the Latin he's for at, the correct shoulder. He's got a, He's having a good camp. Yeah. Bishop Thomas, camp. I thought, had the better of the day between he and Daniel Lyons yesterday. Though. Like, Lyons will uh, consistently, every day, has been somebody who has flashed in moments. But Bishop Thomas was consistently catching my eye yesterday. They're, I mean, they've got so much depth up the middle. It's ridiculous. You might have a portal kid out of that particular segment. Well, group. I don't know about that. Because they've got seven of them, eight of them maybe. Good, good, because you need a lot of those guys. You need a lot of the, the wear and tear of that position group. Uh, what is reasonable to expect from an effort standpoint, I'm telling you, it's hard. Those, those big guys, they get tired quick. Uh, especially with today's fast-paced offenses, they get tired very, very quick. So you you need a deep group up the gut. You need a deep group of defensive linemen. Period. Uh, and I do think that uh, that that is the, the area of of strength for this football team. Good. I mean, I I'd rather be concerned about a a linebacker or or something like that or a defensive end. Even um, I don't want teams to be able to line up and emasculate us by running the football. If you can shut that down and one and, and make teams one-dimensional, it changes everything about what's possible for you. It changes your defensive calls. So, yeah, man, uh, that that's the good news of camp. That's the good news of this team so far is that up to gut, they're sound. I mean, you, I can list all seven, too. Cooper and Lovett are, are the first two. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Ray has been excellent this camp. Uh, consistently good at the end of last year. Josh Farmer. You mentioned him on the way out of practice yesterday, and he has reps where you go, oh, man, that'll work. Correct. All right, so that's four you got the two young kids that we like to talk about a lot in Lions and Bishop Thomas. Then Jared Jackson, every once in a while, reminds you he's got Hulk strength. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's about consistency. Yeah. So there's the seven him, yeah. right there. And there are a couple other kids who make plays every once in a while, too. But seven dudes. That is, that's old school Florida State at that position. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Let's keep that rolling. And you know, by the way, uh, when we're talking about these guys, like, you haven't mentioned uh, Quayshon Fuller or, or any of these other guys that you know have potential. They like what Turner's doing, what Peyton's done. Yeah, at defensive end, those last two. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. You know who's been lost, and I'm just wondering if he's a tweener, and I think that ultimately he'll find a home because he's instinctual. He's a hard hitter. He's got a very good nose for the football. We know that he's just right now. He's just stuck betwixt and between. Shaheen Brown. Uh, we haven't said a peep about him in this camp. And last year, when we first got a look at him, we talked about him often because he demanded we do so. It was like a pick a day. Uh, right now, he's just you, you know persona non grata. And I think it's he, I think he's going to segue at some point maybe into a smallish linebacker. He might. I mean, yeah, and he's got the nose for it. He's tough. And I saw one turnover. Well, he arrived for one turnover when I was watching trench drills from seven-on-sevens because he took it all the way back to the other half of the yeah. field. But I think that also is just a credit to what Akeem Dent has done and how he's turned it around. Sure. That it seems at this point, and there's a long way to go, pretty much half a spring camp and a whole fall, fall camp, but that you feel like your two safeties are, are fixed in Akeem Dent and Jamie Robinson. Those are your guys. That's Got no the end problem of the discussion. There. Right. So the question is, you know, if one of those spots opened up because of injury or because the competition got close, then you could he could re-enter the conversation. But I don't know that we're looking like if we're if we're covering practice and looking at positions of need, like in the beginning of camp, receiver and defensive end, you're looking very closely at those positions. You're not really looking at safety, saying I hope they find an answer there. No, no, you're good there. Second corner is another place that you're looking, but not safety. You know who had a good rep yesterday? 
a good rep for the first time in eons, Thomas Schrader. Oh, hey, it's the potential. He's got to get up to speed. That body's been through a lot and not football. He had a good rep yesterday. I want to point it out. All is not lost. There was a good rep. Had One yesterday. rep was was enough for you to say, "Wait a minute." Well, I had written him off. I had written him off. I I was, uh, you know, every time you bring up like Bryce and Estes or something, I'm like, oh. but Schrader had himself a rep. You just don't want to be there for the climb. You want to be at the apex to welcome want, them when they well, arrive. I'd like them to get there faster. I'd like us to reach the summit a little bit quicker. Some people like to go up the mountain. No, no, I understand. You take the ski lift. I'm, yeah, uh, the journey to the top is ultimately what it's all about. But if you can get there quicker, like say using the ski lift, it beats the hell out of walking. So for me, let's get up there a little bit quicker. That's for all you. I'm saying. Yeah. I think the ski lift for a player would be a massive injuries to the depth <laughs> chart ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Okay. Anyhow, I uh, I'm hoping I, I saw something yesterday for the first time, and I was like, oh, look at that, a good rep. I guess a quality player. That's a that's something. He did have a long climb. Does have a long climb. Is battling back. Was unable to reshape and change his body. Was unable to garner the strength necessary to take the step forward. All due to injury. That is not his fault. Agreed. It's just, damn. You know who's had a couple of good reps the last week, and this is a bookmark for the future. He ain't helping now. <laughs> so I'm not trying to hype him up. And I had Charlton had a couple of good reps yesterday in those individual right. drills too, and and the group drills as a run blocker. He also looks to me like maybe some of that bad weight has been shed because he's moved around a lot during these practices. Mm-hmm. I think by default you're going to lose some of that bad weight, but he looks like he's trimmed up a little bit. I mean, what's eight pounds if you're three forty? It's nothing. <laughs> but I think he might have lost those eight pounds. Yeah. Um... Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. We will point out these things. It is spring football. This is not an all-summer-long thing. I'm not going to spend two hours every day, all day, when there's nothing to report from the football program. But right now, where we are, at least on the JCS, and what's interesting, I mean, obviously basketball season's over for us. I'm not previewing you final four games on a Wednesday. Uh, Major League Baseball has not started yet other than spring training. Uh, it wouldn't play in this town for us to do a uh, postseason hockey preview. Same for the NBA. So there's a lot right now that is not at our fingertips, and that's why we spend a, a, an inordinate amount of time, quite frankly, on the little gains here and there in spring football. And I say that for the people who, listen, the hardcore guys on the boards that are watching it every day, I mean, you guys, you, you wouldn't care if we only spoke of Florida State football two hours every day, all day, 365. But for uh, the broader audience, and I have a huge one, um, you know, that that's – I, I get it. You'd rather me go somewhere else occasionally, and we can. It's just not during spring because you only have a select amount of days where you can really break down and look at this team, and we're getting a glimpse at it every day. Yeah, we get two and a half hours to look at these things. It's amazing. I mean, you got to take that, that privilege and use it and you, discuss it. You do. You do. Rather than, here's what Mike said about practice, take it or leave it. You know, like that's how we existed for so long with these previous coaches. I do think, though, again, I think he's pretty fair in his assessment of all this. Hey, you know something struck uh, stuck out to me yesterday during Florida State's loss to Florida? I was watching that game intently, obviously. And uh, when, they were, when they were looking around the rest of the country, man, did you know Tennessee was that good? Were you aware that Tennessee, not Vandy, and yeah. they play this weekend, by the way. It's worth your time if you like college baseball, I suppose. Uh, but did you know that they were that good? They got one freaking loss in the team ERA under two? What in the world is going on here? I was made aware this weekend, and that's it. You know, I, Not because I was flipping around. I'm like, ooh, Tennessee baseball, but because it, it came up. 
And I think that's what's happening this last week is, all right, it's We're gone on gears. long enough. Yeah, it's like, gone on long enough that this is not an accident. Yeah. Well, they're 23-1, and one, Tom, and I can't remember a time that I saw a cop. It's baseball. You could be the best team in the country, and by now you have a minimum of four or five losses. You just do. You don't believe me? Okay, here you go. The RPI in order reads Tennessee, Oregon State, Gonzaga, Oregon, Vanderbilt. That's the top five in the RPI. Gonzaga? Yeah, I know. What? They have number two strength of schedule, so that helps. Um, they're 16-6. and six. I don't know what to think of Gonzaga baseball. They're in the West Coast Conference, for Christ's sakes. Also, I would tell you this. I, having been to Spokane now, in that general area, I don't know how at Mark View or anybody gets anybody on earth to go there to play anything. That place sucks. There's nothing good about it. There's no reason to be anywhere near there. None. None. If you venture 200-plus miles away from Seattle over to where Spokane is, you think, my God. The town time forgot. This is hell. And he gets pe- the Gonzaga signs are everywhere. Everywhere you go, you're like, look at that. Red Pete's getting people out here. It's crazy. In the airport. So is it like uh, the okay, it's ass. the Chiefland of Washington? Yes. No, uh, it's it's no reason. None. And I'm open minded about these things. I get that you can't judge a city. Oh, I am. I am. I am. I'm pointed, but I am honest about these things. I get that you cannot judge a city by the interstate. I mean, if you're driving through any city on the interstate, the city, in your estimation, by what you see from the interstate, is this place sucks. There's not too many times you've been on an interstate anywhere and gone, look at the beauty of such and such. No, you're on the interstate. No, that's not, that's not what a place is. So we ventured off. We ventured off. I looked around. We drove all around. Mm-mm. No, no. They got a problem with garbage. You'd be surprised. Wow, you wouldn't think so. No, you wouldn't. And that's why wow. it's surprising. It just Floating-ass garbage every which way but Sunday for no reason. I'm like, what are we doing Is that where we put it as a country? We're like, come on, Spokane. Spokane, Let's pick up our trash, shall we? Same with the upper portion of Idaho. Those people, screw it. They just throw it. Really? Yes. Anarchy in Idaho. Uh, Oh, well, you, you can guess that. Yes, they don't want the government's intrusion. But it's unreal, buddy. It's unreal. Is that the other way of things in Idaho? Oh, Idaho's insane. Yes. Albertsons and Freedom. <laughs> uh, some of those places in Idaho, you're like, ooh, that's a tough upbringing. A lot, but, of, a lot of incorporated towns. But Boise is not unincorporated towns, right? N- unincorporated, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Boise is supposed to be different. That's, that's good Idaho? Yes. Yeah, there are, there are places throughout both. Uh, anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, there is blinding beauty. I mean, there are, there are places without question. Uh, Spokane ain't one of them. That's what I'm telling you. Spokane is not one of them. I was blown away. Now, that's an entire aside diatribe based on Gonzaga's ranking at number three, which I'm not buying. But the point would be that is the top five in the uh, in the RPI. The whatever that – is that the iterative? Is that what they call that? I gotta oh, look. man, I got no idea. You just took me back to like uh, four. Well, let me let me, let me let me go back. Actually, I got that wrong. Gonzaga's six when it comes to that. If you go to the pseudo RPIs, it's it's Dallas, Baptist, and Tennessee, and uh, and then Gonzaga's six down there. Okay, so you can manipulate this. Um, but there's Tennessee at twenty three and one. The other teams that would fall in this category now, Florida State is seventh after the loss last night. Seventh is good. Seventh will work. Feeling pretty good about seventh. 
But let's see, records. Of the top seven teams in that category, you have a team with eight losses, a team with seven losses, another team with seven losses. Gonzaga has six losses, even the great, you know, uh, Texas Tech, five losses. Uh, Florida State, seven losses or eight losses, whatever we are now. Uh, all the teams, you know, all these teams that have gaudy records. The only, like Virginia is top 15, but they, and they only have two losses, and then there's Tennessee with one loss. That's what I'm saying. It's absurd. It's absurd. And some of those strength of schedule numbers, and Tennessee's strength of schedule is not good right now. Right. Ours is super aggressive. I know that much. Yeah, but, I mean, goodness gracious, how do you go through a baseball season with one loss? That's nuts. They're going to have to return to form. That means they're winning every one-run game. I think it also bothers you that it's nobody. Tennessee. Let, let's, you know. Well, no, who cares? They've been irrelevant in everything for the ages, but mm-hmm. I'm just pointing out. And you want to keep it that way. Well, that's, no, the dot, dot, that's the ellipses. No, no, I like pointing out the ineptitudes of the Volunteers' football program in particular. Because they know, and we know, and everybody knows who watched, had Florida State been healthy for that national championship game, as in Chris Winkie plays, we win by four touchdowns. They know it. Those hillbillies know it. It's Jeff Cabrera, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply While many other roofing companies hire out subcontractors to do their work for them, T-Spark Enterprises, uh, they hire employees. And that's because they value the immense benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, and highly trained crew that can be held to the high standards of T-Spark. Experts in their craft with pride in their work. That's the T-Spark difference. Give them a call today. They're the best in town, 766-1340, or get a free quote online, tsparkconstruction.com. That's tsparkconstruction.com. Jason writes, I'm new to social media. Well, let me interrupt you. Run! Run for the hills! It's not a friendly place. It highlights the worst in all of us. Uh, Okay, sorry, got that out there. Are all these kids posting photo shoots of their visit to FSU normal? Are all schools inviting so many players to visit, or is this something Norvell has done? I like it. No, most of the competitive Power 5 programs are, in fact, doing this silliness where everybody gets to take a picture in the uniform and dance around and pose. Um, and so Uniforms that will never be worn in a lot of cases. Half the times, yeah. yeah. 
But you got to cater to the kids. They grew up on social media, man. They don't know anything else but having a camera shoved in their face and taking a picture of every waking second of every day of everything they've ever done. Look at this food. So that's what you get, and it's um, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Now, what I do like is that, uh, you know, obviously Norvell and staff understand that, and they've kept it relatively normal. I mean, you don't have our coach dancing around like a dumbass the way that Brian Kelly does, where it looks completely um, inappropriate, where he's a, he looks like a, a child molester. But, I mean, so, I mean, to me, we're doing it, as much as I loathe it, the best way you can. They should play Cotton-Eyed Joe in that room, shouldn't they? <laughs> when that thing you mean when Brian around? Kelly's dancing? Yeah, yeah, and the 360 thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, most schools do it. Uh, we did it last year. I remember putting the graphics together. You know, we had needed to for signing day, and it's like, all right, let me see if they've mm. posted on either their Instagram or their Twitter a photo that they took in front of the big red sign or the big red sheet. You know, because that was uh, the was theme a last thing. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would. I will say this uh, for all my cynicism. I do think, listen, if you're a high school kid and you've dreamt of playing big time college football, Florida State, wherever. And you are good enough to be recruited by that program, and they ask you to come on a visit, and they're soliciting your services, and it's a dream come true, and somebody turns to you, and you're 17 years old, and says, hey, you want to put on the uniform, take some shots for your, you know, uh, for your personal record and all that or whatever, see what it looks like to wear the garnet and the gold, and you've always dreamt of doing it? Yeah, if I put myself in their shoes at 16 or 17 years old, I could see wanting to do that or being excited about it and not saying no. You know, I think I could, I could, uh, you know, be happy and get, you know, a little happy to be in my Florida State outfit uh, or uniform. Um, but, but again, I, that's, that's that's what it is. Uh, thanks, Jason. Appreciate your contribution. I, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's not my era, as people like to point out. But every generation. Every era of being has engaged in silliness, loathsome behavior, mine included. Everybody does. Generation X is not without its foibles. It's just that this generation's is particularly annoying because you have to see it at all times. It is omnipresent and that is photoed and filmed. Well, to your point with Jason, no, you don't. You don't have to see Oh, you don't have to. You can run. You just, you just you can leave run. social media well, and go the problem about your day. Is, yeah, it doesn't uh, show up on TV screens. Save for the fact that we can't really do that because we, we use it as a filter and to vet the news of the day and to follow people that may very well be coming here to play football and, and to talk about what we've gleaned from uh, that presence. So th- th- there's not, I mean, I don't follow all these kids. What I'm saying is that many in my timeline do based on the news accumulation that I try to make sure I check mm-hmm. at the beginning of every day. So you, you, it's unavoidable for you and me, but it is avoidable for Jason. One thing to note about, interacting with high school recruits and maybe something that's a little bit different. It stands out to us more because the pandemic has largely ended here, at least in terms of policies within the athletic department and the state of Florida, certainly. So, you know, you're open for business. You're doing business. Absolutely. There are truckloads of high school players coming to these practices. Oh, there's an entire high school yesterday. Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were Leon personnel, Godby personnel, and then Thomas County came over last week. I mean, and you're talking dozens of kids from these institutions. So the sidelines are full. And it's um, on days where, you know, the weather's good enough for be uh, for us to be at, at Hauser, you can really see it from above. Because oh, you're just yeah. looking at yeah. the perimeter of the two practice fields that they primarily use. 
and it's just kids everywhere and their coaches. So this program is being as welcoming as possible to bring in as many players as possible. It's the Bobby Bowden approach, by the way. It's a smart approach when you're trying to bounce back or build back. In this case, he was just trying to build, period. But it's a wise policy to be an open book and to say, everybody, come on in, man. We want you to see what we're doing because we're very, very proud of the way we operate. We're proud of the way we develop. We're proud of who we are as coaches. We're proud of this university. We're proud of its traditions. We're proud of our players and our assistants. Come on in and take a look around. Lights on, baby. Lights on. This is not done in secrecy. You got any questions? You want to ask me about anything? You want to see it uh, as it plays out in real time? Come on in. That's smart. Now, when you get to a place where you can be selective, where you can turn people away, where you can say, you know what, if you don't like it, tough luck. I've got another five-star who wants to come and take your place. That's a different deal, and maybe you operate differently. But where we are right now, and moreover, that's just their standard policy. I don't think it will change. If they go 12-0, and 0, I don't think it changes. I really think that that guy, and this is my favorite thing about Mike Norvell, my very favorite thing. From day one, he has understood the relationship uh, between his program, building a program, and the media, also the kids that will eventually make up the program, their parents and supporters, right? He's always understood that in order to connect, and it doesn't always work, sometimes kids choose a program that has, you know, been to the college football playoff each of the last three years over you. What are you going to do? Or that pays in the modern era a kid more money to come to that institution. What are you going to do about that? Not much. But. Save for those ex- extreme circumstances, it's, it's wise to point out something here. You cannot be that open unless you truly believe in every aspect of what it is you're doing. Because it's going to be found out. You have got to believe in the way that you're teaching, the way that you're conducting practice, the way that you're coaching, the way that your assistants buy into the same methodology and teach it and coach it as well, the way that you relate to your players in the good and bad moments of a practice of failure and success. You have to believe in all of it completely to be that open. And that's the number one indicator that at the very least this guy believes and exactly what it is they're doing on a day-to-day basis to build this program to where we all want it to be. Now, does that sound like a PR rep for him? It might, but that's an observation. I'm not, you know, my reputation certainly wasn't built by, uh, you know, not telling you how I feel. So I'm just letting you know, I, I mean, he's made mistakes, and we'll rip him for those mistakes just like we're praising him for this. But what I'm saying is that is my favorite aspect of who and what he's about as a coach. And that comes from, I believe what his experiences were as a young football player. And so that's cool. That's great. That's awesome. That gives you the best chance, I believe, to win over some of these kids that are maybe 50-50. Well, and that's how you impress kids who probably shouldn't come here based upon the last five, six years of Florida State's program's relative success and a lot of failure mm-hmm. is you got to be genuine. There's there's no other way. Yeah. If they see like a, a fake preacher type talking to them, when they come up here for their first visit, there isn't going to be a second, especially when we don't win football games. Well, here. only if you're giving false promise. That's the whole thing. Like, he can be a little preachy at times, but what I'm no, saying is— No, but fake. I mean yeah, fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Listen, I get being demonstrative and boisterous. Lord knows I'm that daily. But you—yeah, you're right. I think it has he to come He hardly comes across you. as fake. There are no, times where I'm like, no. he's a weird cat. But that's him. <laughs> he is who he is. He is a weird cat. I think he's got a unique sense of humor. We'll never truly get to know, but I think he's got a very weird sense of humor that I kind of respect uh, and I might really absolutely love if I knew him better. Yeah, he's um he's the kid in high school class whose humor is based around volume. He just wants to shout. 
you know, you'd be like, "Good morning, Mrs. Anderson," as loud right. as you can. And it's like, oh, you're like, ha ha ha, it's Mike. He's here. All right. That's like that's kind of his humor. It's strange. It is because usually that that ends after about <laughs> but your, I, your sophomore. But that's his thing, man. He's yeah. Well, I think he wants real engagement. And if I'm using a bullhorn to get your attention, you can't ignore me. Right. Yeah. So there it is. So yeah, I think that's right. I, yeah. It, I think he wants real engagement. And um, I get that. I, I think he, you have to be enthusiastic about change in order to exact it, I think. I don't think you can be banal. I think There's you have. There's a t shirt. Well, I, no, I just think in general, if you're trying to make changes in anything, you have to A, choose the change, whatever it is you want to be different. And then from there, in order to get others to even pay attention to what it is you're trying to change, you have to enthusiastically embrace why it is you want to change, the process you're going to go through to change it, and why they should be involved in it. So, you know, if you're a kid, you're like, eh, I don't know, wait a minute. I'm selling a vision. I'm selling a long-term vision. This isn't for next week. I'm selling you a long-term vision. And I, by selling, I don't mean I'm trying to get you to buy a product you don't need. I'm saying this is good for all of us. We're all going to go here, the climb, etc. But I got to enthusiastically do that. And then for you to affect change, you have to accept that, also embrace that enthusiasm, and pass it on. Yeah, well, and, and spring and fall camp, just as a philosophy for him, he explained this when we had 10 minutes with him before the pandemic hit, when he was the new coach in town and we yeah. had the luncheon. It was like the next week, it's all gone. Um, you know, it, it's like spring camp for you golfers out there is demo day. That's when everything is out there on the range. Hit yeah, whatever you want, see whatever you want, you want, here yeah. it is. Fall camp is much more about business, the business in front of us, the business of the season. And that's why spring camp, ideally in his mind, is going to be in the afternoons. He had to stick to the mornings when he first took over because of the previous coaching staff's academic schedule for the players because mm -hmm. Willie did morning practices. But he loves afternoon practices because he knows that there's a better chance in the spring. If you're in the afternoon, you can get plenty of kids on campus. Mornings, it's tough. Kids are going to class. In the, in the fall, he doesn't care about that because it's about the opponent. But in the spring, it's demo day. Come on out. Everybody come see it. And then the weekends, you see it. Every one of these weekends, they're bringing in kids from all over the region. I mean, they are not not pounding the pavement. We've all been in sales meetings where we know that, oh, man, this guy talks a great game on yeah, a Monday afternoon or Monday morning at 9, but by Thursday, his report's going to be bupkis. There's we nothing. We could write a story, you oh. and I, of some of the folks that we've worked with in this business uh, with those promises and inactivity that followed. There's nothing better than some of that. Like a weekend, you and I are looking at each other like, really? Again? Again with this? Okay. Hey, where's so-and-so? Oh, his fat ass is sitting right in there where you think he is. Okay. okay. You just quoted yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chat TV. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Closer and closer to summertime. Bottom line is, around these parts, the weather gets nicer and nicer and nicer. Also warmer and warmer and warmer, and you're going to want to wear less and less and less. You don't want to look ridiculous. So let's get it together, folks. Orange Theory Fitness is here to help you out. More life. More opportunities to get in shape. Be held accountable. And it's science-backed. It's not some willy-nilly nonsense. This is something that is tangible that you can watch 
transpire with the science behind it and the effects of it and the way that you feel on a daily basis and the way that you look and how you arrive at that place. And if you're a uh, curious type and you've said, I don't know, man, I don't know, it looks, looks a little rugged, it looks a little tough for me. Well, I understand. When you walk past the studio itself because of the tent and all of that, you kind of think, man, it looks like they're getting after it in there. It seems a little, a little much, but it's not. And your first class is always free. And you find out people aren't staring at you. They're not looking over at what you're doing, what you can or can't do compared to them. They're too worried about making sure they get through the damn class because they have benchmarks, they have goals, and they've been able to monitor with interval training their progress, where they're at and where they want to go. That first class is free. Come on out and check it out and find out for yourself what it is I'm talking about. The first month is free if you purchase a heart rate monitor. So you really have uh, no reason not to go out there. And uh, I I believe in what they do. I believe in uh, the way they do it. And so it is that I would tell you to uh, go check out Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town, north side over there by Fresh Market and also uh, Midtown by the Brass Tap. They don't advertise with us, but it's right there. They should. They should. Brass Tap is still one of the locations of a, of a great moment that you it and is. I experienced it together. Is. But, you know, we've got enough places that we like to hang our hats. That is, so that's that is correct. I mean, I'm just I'm saying, listen, I'm not turning down more places that <laughs> want to spend money with us. I'm just saying that uh, yeah, every time I think of that place, I do laugh just because of the one significant time we were there with yeah. all that happened mm-hmm. in slow motion. The only thing that I need to happen here is uh, I'll be able to take a Silver Strike and put it back on the floor of the CP. Why is Silver Strike gone? Oh, it's been gone for years. I know, but why? What would happen? Did it just break and he said, you know, I, I think more people like to play the Golden Tee. They do. And I say, you know what? Poppycock. Silver Strike is way more fun. <laughs> uh, there's been an influx of the word poppycock as I yelled at Ira the other day. You did? I said poppycock. This During headlines? Poppycock on Monday. When he didn't show for his oh, regularly oh, scheduled so there, well, You planted it. You planted yeah, it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There's the germination in my brain. Made it out. Well, it's just a fun phrasing. I mean, it really is. Um, it's just fun to talk about the poppycock when you say it loud like that. That is the depth at offensive tackle. Yeah, mm-hmm. there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, every time we fall back on a concern from this spring, I say, well, you know, I'm not in love with this offensive line again. Yeah, that's what happens. It, there's a lot of moving pieces, though. They're experimenting. He talked about it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and and that's right, though. It, once you have a five that you like or a six that you like, and you and you really start honing in on the mixing and matching. I mean, you know, we're not speaking out of school, but you saw yesterday, and, and Mike actually, I think, admitted to it in his he did. in his presser, he so did. we can speak about it. Dudes are moving all over the place. They're ex- they are openly experimenting. Now is when you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely have to do it. Uh, soon here, late in the segment, I will give you some. Uh, Wild cards with great value at the Valero Texas Open. And I will also uh, take a look at probables. We'll do all of that. By the way, you know, Max Scherzer, here's your boy. Max Scherzer is uh, still weird. Most most wins, nine to one odds if you take him to have the most wins on the season. You get oh, nine, to, nine to one. Yeah. That's not a bad bet to sprinkle some Pete's money on. I'm looking at all kinds of baseball bets. He's buddy. more likely to make it through a full campaign than DeGrom. He'll have dead arm for like a few weeks, but I don't. Foresee he'll just be out. Then again, I shouldn't tempt the baseball injury gods with my team. That's stupid, but I just did. I've got another. I mean, well, we're just throwing them out here. They're free plays for everybody, but I was going through totals again yesterday, and this is a lot of fun. 
You know who's going to be a fun team to watch? See, I discover the fun teams to watch more than most. I have to. I'm put in a situation where watching my team, who spends $7 on their payroll, there's no, there's no upside other than I love them. I see them run out. Oh, those are great uniforms on a beautiful, beautiful field. And then we're down 7 to nothing in the third. So for me, it's like, all right, well, let's flip it around and find some other games here that are going to be highly competitive. Uh, and I love the process of young baseball teams and young players getting better before our eyes. They go through, they take their lumps, and um, you know, let's say you lose 100 games, right? But you, but you identify three or four guys. You're like, hey, he's a player. He's 20 right now. He didn't know what he's doing. But uh, they figured out the hole in his swing. He'll adjust. And then the next year they lose 84 games. You're like, okay, not great, but you can see it's coming. That's a young arm, you know. So-and-so is about to take that step forward. He ate more innings, more strikeouts, per yeah, all that stuff. The Marlins, and for the criticism that they get, you would admit, for as much as they sell off, they get stuff in return, and two or three yeah. years later, they emerge as a problem team. Yeah, and I would, you know, as a Mets fan or, or a fan of a power team, well, whoever their developers are. They do a great job. You need to hire those people. Yeah, yeah. Because- it's like the Rays do it even better, of course, but. But I think the Marlins are right there, maybe even a little bit better with the Rays in developing people you never heard of. Like the Rays get prospects, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to give that yeah, guy to the Rays. Player, He's going to yeah. be a good player. Yeah. The Marlins is like, who? Who the hell's throwing 99? But they as get a, really as a 220 young. ERA. Yeah, what the yeah. hell is this guy all about? Well, I bring it up because the Marlins over under win total is 74 and a half, and I'm going over, man. I think they win more than 74 games. I do. I do. I think they're a fun team. I thought the Phillies were a little high, and that's not just because Matthews here. It was, I think, it's eighty-six and a half. That feels a little rich for a team that you know doesn't defend. They're going to give up a lot of runs. Yeah, they don't defend right at all. The Mets and Braves were tied at ninety and a half in the uh, in the ALEs or in the NLEs. I should say Braves and Mets because they won it. They should get first dibs. But I feel like that might be low for one or both. The Braves don't have a ton of weaknesses. They replenished first base like it was nothing. Olson's a good player. Yeah, better defender. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the Cardinals win under 85 and a half games. Can I just throw that out there? <laughs> I just if like, they win 86, they're going to win the World Series. That's how well, it works. Because yeah. now more well, teams get in. The one year, yeah. More teams get in. They'll get in with 79 wins somehow with a tiebreaker procedure. It's a fun process to go through this as the totals come out and we're getting closer and closer. And, you know, anyhow, just, just some things to look at. I, I had fun with that. Um, you know, weekly you can have more fun with prize picks. Use promo code WARCHANT and take a look at my picks for the Valero Texas Open, everybody. Uh, at some, maybe that's my next job, my side gig. My side hustle right now is on the PGA Tour Network, uh, Sirius XM with Beyond the Tips uh, and, you know, the many things we do here. But I would tell you, I, I want to I be included on the Horses for Courses argument every week. Matthew does a good job of it, too. Um, uh, that's That's... It's just so much fun in looking at those numbers. A lot of stuff gets geeked out with metrics and, and advanced tools and all that. Like baseball, you can go deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole. Unless I'm being paid handsomely to work for an organization to figure out, you know, left-handed hitting by moonlight. You know, I I, I don't want to do all of those numbers. It just gets too, you know, too down uh, the rabbit hole. But golf, it's it really is Bermuda grass. Terrible player, great player. Length, you know, I mean, 
greens and regulation based on this particular course? How many chances, opportunities do you give yourself? You know, like certain certain courses are overpowered by driver. Okay, this guy's best tee to green. You know, uh, those kinds of numbers. You can sit down in the morning and come up with a game plan for wagering on each tournament. It's just fun as hell. Can I say as a footnote, I was trashing the match play, and usually you need to have good matchups, but it was good. It was really good. It was good all weekend. Yeah. I was locked in. So, uh, since I'm, indulge me, everybody. Uh, yep, there you since go. I do pay I attention. Well, no, since I do pay attention to the golf, uh, you should root for Scotty Scheffler, period. Uh, his story is awesome, and he's a great guy and a really effing good player, and he wins on all surfaces. And it doesn't, you know, once he unlocked the key to winning, his first 70 tournaments, he didn't win. His last five, he's won three. So my man is on fire. He's going to win a major. He's going to be in the mix. He's unafraid. He's got every shot. And he swings his own unique swing. Like he does, he dances a jig on the tee box every time he swings the club. It's crazy. That back foot is halfway to Texas. Hey, as an Irishman, I take offense to that. But I, no, I, 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 I love him, man. I, I love watching him play. Um, he's an artist. He shapes shots in ways that they used to do it when the ball was wound differently and you could do that. Like, it's not about a certain kind of swing. It's about moving the ball and doing things. And he's got enough distance for days, so it's not a problem there either. But he's he's fun to watch. Plus, he's got some what for to him. He's not afraid. There's no – you don't oh, see if that. If he needs to make a 16-footer, it's going to get there. Yeah. It may go five feet by. Right. You don't care. No. And that is amazing. That's, yeah. You have to admit, that's a unique skill. That's hard to do. But to push a ball five to seven past. I wonder if he can do that at Augusta and if that might rule him out and he might have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there's a four putt. And, you know, he's a good putter, but, you know, he just, you missed the wrong spot there. You know, oh, 15, you if you're a little overzealous green. on 15, yeah, you're yeah. going in the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, there is a learning curve at Augusta. There's no doubt about that. Very few guys walk in there like, oh, I got this. I mean, unless they had. And, and but he's got the trajectory to do it. That's the thing that's tantalizing about him. He can have the ball land stone dead where it needs to, and usually it's a tabletop at Augusta on several of those greens. One of the problems is many moons ago, uh, as brought on by Tom Watson, uh, they stopped using the local caddies. So the local caddies that worked Augusta National year-round for the members famously would get picked up by players, tour players, every week, the, the week of the Masters. And it was, and, and guys would arrive, and they had guys that they you know got along with or who, whose personalities meshed, or that player understood his ball flight and they could, you know, they would have these conversations and they would take on these caddies. And so there were some players back in the day that could go into Augusta national fuzzy Zeller won at Augusta national because, and he has admitted this solely because of his caddy. He did not know how to get it around at Augusta. And the caddy was like, just trust me. I've been here for 37 years. I'm going to tell you how to hit it and where to hit it. And if you do what I say, you'll have a chance. And he woke up on a Sunday with a chance to win specifically because of that caddy. Now, th that's gone the way of the dodo. That is no more. So what has happened instead is that everybody brings their own caddies. And I get all of that. But I do think that makes it harder for you to come into a place like Augusta with all of the secrets and all and and find a guy to help you out that way. All right, fire it up, cue it up. I got to get the read in here. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. Beep. 
<laughs> Not going to give you the rundown of probables today because I was long-winded with my history of Augusta. Instead, I'm going to give you this. Our guy, Tom Lang, Gary Woodland, in Texas at plus 3,000. Please. Yes, please. Maverick McNeely at plus 3,500. Yes, his game is on the rise. And that's about it for me. Those are my guys at Bolero. Now, I would also, if you like, and Tom, do you have a hockey for tonight? Uh, I don't know. They're playing tonight, but next time Toronto plays, pick them. They are red, red hot. And you know me. I'm very discriminatory on Toronto. Pick to win. If you're picking a winner of the tournament, uh, a one and done, Abraham Answer. I like a lot this week in Texas. I think he'll play well. And I also like, uh, as I said, Gary Woodland, Siwoo Kim. Come on, Siwoo. I need you. Step up and just give me a top 20. That's all I need oh, is. Oh, okay. Siwoo, top 20. Top 20 plus 200? Yeah, you get a lot of plus. i got to double check what that is. Plus money for Siwoo Kim as well. Good job out of you. Good work, Matthew. And be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good times. Be well. Thank you.